Welcome to this week's Silicon Slopes Conversations. We're here with Eric and Ethan Parker, who are the co-founders of Giddy. How are you? Hey, really good. Thanks for having us. What's up? What's up? Good to be here. Giddy, um, I had a podcast with somebody, I don't know if anyone knows him, Scott Paul, six, seven months ago, maybe eight, um, and he was pretty excited about it. And at the time, I was pretty new to Web3, Crypto, DeFi, so the questions were general. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but um, he does a great job of promoting and, and selling Giddy. So let's hear about the, the founding story. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, Eric Parker, CEO, co-founder, um, we're brothers. Yep, Ethan Parker, uh, COO, co-founder. And Scott Paul is a pretty big part of the founding story, I would say. I met him like early last year on a snowmobiling trip. And um, if anybody knows Scott Paul well, they know he is not so much a person as an experience. <laughs> um, he was wearing like this big furry head-to-toe Yeti suit, like like dancing like on his snowmobile and we were just having a great time I'm like man who is this guy but yeah we became quick friends we have like our, our networks are really really overlapped so we know a lot of the same people and uh so that that was my first uh experience with scott paul i had never met him uh, either and uh he told me this story like the day of it's like you're never gonna believe this this guy and uh we, we first got connected on, um, on Volley, which is another, another Utah uh, tech company, so shout out to those guys uh, for connecting awesome communities. But um, yeah, I, I met Scott Paul when I just got on and just started geeking out about crypto. I had to tell somebody about this stuff that I was learning, and I was getting way into the weeds about like impermanent loss and like the math behind staking this thing versus that thing and doing all this crap. And Scott sent me a message that was basically, and I still have it, I, I, I sent it to him recently, I saved it. And uh, he literally said, it seems like you know what you're talking about, can we talk about crypto? And I, he didn't want to come out right out and say it at the time, but um, Scott got a little bit of money lost in, in the blockchain. It wasn't a little bit of money. Well, it was enough money that he wanted to if reach that's out. that's okay that I say that. Yeah, you can, you, you, yeah he was willing to, to face the embarrassment of uh, admitting that <laughs> he needed help. And uh, that was our first experience, was, was me helping him unstuck like, a pretty legitimate amount of money on the blockchain. And uh, my, my whole background is uh, in software development. I've been an iOS engineer at a lot of companies. I've worked at tons of them in Utah. Um, my most recent job was, was Walmart, was rebuilding their e-commerce app. And uh, in the middle of that whole thing, I just... I got hooked again on crypto. I started in crypto in about around 2012, was mining some Bitcoin. I did some more Bitcoin and Ethereum mining around uh, 2016, 2017 timeframe, which we all know what happened shortly after that. And then got back into uh, mining um, uh, Ethereum again in like 2019, 2020. And uh, I've always come at it from a perspective of, uh, I'm just a giant nerd, uh, computer science, building computers. I really, really like building the machinery and making it tick and kind of like getting it really efficient, and, and uh, I, I have a lot of fun with it. But I started mining all this Ethereum, and I'm like, I, I, I kept hearing about this thing called DeFi. Like, it's, it's on the periphery. There's NFTs, there's DeFi. And I always had this mental block, I mean, for a while, for months. I just like, that's hard. Uh, I don't know it. I don't know anyone who knows it. Uh, this is in like the nether regions of Twitter and Discord. It, it, it's not for me. I'm just not gonna. And I don't, I, don't, I don't really know what possessed me to, to look it up, but I literally just started looking up YouTube videos about like the definition <laughs> of DeFi, which is like, it's hard to understand it. Decentralized finance, it's crypto, it's investing, kind of, it's on the blockchain. It's crazy stuff, so it took me a while to get into it, and I just got hooked. I, I started writing my own code for blockchain, I you know, made some tokens, got into these communities, and got some other people hooked as well. And that, that's eventually what led me to Scott Paul and what, what led us to, to start building this company. Was Eric, just, Eric uh, was basically not sleeping, like doubling literally. his money every six hours or so. And, and having it. <laughs> and uh, so we got like he, one of his like longtime coworkers at lots of companies is Brendan, our chief of product. And they both got on and like 24x their money on one thing. And Eric had even told me, he's like, hey, let's, I'm doing this DeFi thing. You should check it out. I'm like, yeah. Uh, at some point, I, I don't know. And like, I've built miners in 2017. I like strung together 32 graphics cards and put it in a warehouse and like pumped the heat up to the ceiling. Anyway, like, I, I, you know, I mined crypto, but DeFi stuff was brand new and I, I didn't want my brain to hurt too bad. And then, and after he told me that they like 
20x their money. I'm like, so tell me more about DeFi. So, so I get him into the very next one that, that Brennan and I were going to do and uh, didn't go the same way. <laughs> so Ethan's first experience was, was, was losing money on the blockchain. But, I mean, if, if you're going to do really early stage projects where, you know, the founders are anonymous and the servers are in Indonesia or whatever, you're going to lose some money. Yeah, I made a total rookie mistake, but I know what I did wrong. And I'm just like, I don't care. I'm in this. I want the next one. Like, bring it on. Yeah. So then... I think shortly after that is when we released our first coin together, like made like a Twitter, paid for it all in Bitcoin or whatever to remain anonymous. It was just a big experiment. We accidentally rugged ourselves with our first coin because like other people like sold all the stuff. Anyway, whatever. We, we were believers, man. Yeah. This, this thing was going to go to the moon. We're going to develop this thing. We're going to market it. We didn't sell anything. And it took it like 36 hours for everyone else to dump the whole token. And we were like, well, okay. I guess we made some other people some money. So, but, uh, so yeah. So then after after Eric helped Scott get his money like like unwedged, dislodged from the blockchain back into his pocket, you know, we got to talking and stuff. And, and Scott's like, "Well, you guys. I mean, Eric and I between us, how many tech companies have we worked out in the last ten years? I think it's like eighteen. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So like, yeah. Anyway, too many. Outlet, Domo, MX, like Vivint Solar, Canopy, Simple Nexus, Team, Team. Walmart. Uh, so we we've so kinda, Walmart. Yeah, so far. Yeah, we've seen, we've just kind of like been through the gamut of tech companies. We, we see what we like and we see what we don't like. And I guess if you, if you, when you have 18 jobs between two people in 10 years, it's like, oh, maybe we're entrepreneurs, huh? You know, we're, you know, not the greatest, long, long, longest lasting employees. So, and then we, yeah, one night, Eric and I just picked up Scott from the airport, drove him back to his house, um, talked way late into the night, and uh, basically, like, tricked him into get, being our first angel investor. And luckily, his wife was there, who is, like, she gives the true final say. And, she, and uh, you know, I, think, I, I like to think this, that this helped, but she, I, was like, I was like, well, hey, she's like, you know, I don't know you guys. I'm like, I've got an accounting degree from BYU. Does that help? She's like, it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that works. <laughs> if you, here's an here's a insider tip. If you want to pitch a VC, if you want to pitch an investor, pick them up from the airport. Make, make sure his wife is busy that day and go grab him and drive him home and for an bring hour him and a burger we had a burger for him yes. right in the car so service just the, it's, it's the human level stuff that really is legitimately that's where the magic comes from is just being a normal human trying to connect with people but all these experiences in tech building products doing uh, b2b SaaS, doing consumer stuff it taught us a lot of lessons about scaling problem scaling solutions right if you, if you want to bring a solution to the most amount of people, um, you build really good software. And the harder the problem, the harder the software, the harder it is to scale. But thankfully, we had a lot of experience doing this. Uh, our whole co-founding crew, they're all very technical. They also come from the same kind of background where we do, we've done SaaS and consumer and all these companies in Utah. And um, we actually started this idea by trying to do Zoom coaching for people. And literally, in the car to Scott's house from the airport, he was like, you guys can't be a mechanical Turk. <laughs> you can't just do like one investment at a time for people. Little, little did we know at the time that was prophetic because that model of taking people's money and investing on their behalf, the centralized investing model, is precisely what led to the current like bear cycle. People were taking money. They were getting loans on it. They were levering it up. They were doing way riskier things than you would have chosen to do because they were doing this on your behalf. And... Um, and it all, it all unraveled. Debt got called, positions got liquidated, uh, a $12 billion stablecoin got depegged, and now we're in this kind of mess. So a lot of these things, they just kind of happened. The decisions that we made were based on instinct, you know, having experience in the industry. They're based on solving our personal problem first and foremost and trying to scale that. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're, at, we're at the spot where we are now where... Uh, we just launched the app last night, brought on our first cohort of beta testers, and uh, it's going extremely well. We're, we, we, we did the thing. We solved the problem. Yeah, so um, literally, like, from, from experiencing my first rug pull in DeFi to getting a term sheet from a, a, a reputable VC was, like, three and a half months. <laughs> so, <laughs> or four and a half, something like that. So early, early in 2021, got rugged, learned about DeFi, Scott invested, and then that summer is when we got our first term sheet from Pelion, who uh, is our main institutional in our seed round. Yep, that's definitely part of the founding story. Uh, ra raised the seed round. Um, we're up to about 20, 21 people. Um, uh, about two-thirds of us come to the office every day. The rest of us are kind of scattered around the country, um, one person in Canada. 
And um, yeah, rocking and rolling, man. It's going going great. We're loving it. This is literally the dream. I feel like I won the lottery a million times over. Oh, that's exciting. Um, that's what you want to hear from entrepreneurs. So, it looks but I still like, have a mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is the real world that exists. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of people got their phones out when you mentioned that, so that people can get the Giddy app. Yeah, so um, we're, we're ramping up our, our uh, beta users right now. You know, we've we got to kick the tires, make sure that scale's okay, make sure that contracts are all running and all that kind of stuff. So we'll be adding more people to the beta list as we go. Um, if you go to giddy.co, you can download the app and get on the wait list. Uh, look, look at my LinkedIn post from today. We have uh, a, gate, a, a beta list sign up. It's on our Twitter as well. It's on our Twitter. If I don't it's think not it's pinned, it can be. What's pinned right now, Joey? It's on our link tree. Oh, Go great. Go to Twitter. Look at our link tree. You can opt in for the beta test. We realize not everybody is like super hardcore crypto head, and they don't want to take the risk of like beta testing software where you could lose crypto. But there's free money in it for you. Yeah, but we're, we're giving everybody 1,000 Giddy tokens to, to get started and kind of help us kick the tires a little bit. So, Very cool. All right. So after I uh, did that podcast with Scott, uh, I knew it was time for many reasons. One, I like... Uh, to gamble a little bit, whether it's with real money or uh, stocks, bonds. Um, and I wanted to learn about it. And I wanted to not look and sound like a bumbling idiot. Um, so I found a former intern that has been heavily involved in Web3 Crypto for six, seven years. And we would come into the office at 5 a.m. three days a week to learn. Um, and I put my own money in, I'm like, all right, let's just rock and roll. Is, and is, there a, is there a musical montage of all these? That's, no. Okay. I wish. Fiction, like this It'd rocky be the worst. thing. We'll, we'll, add that. we'll add that to the movie. Just like, not good, because it sucked. Oh, yeah, it's tough. It's it way was tough. the worst. Yeah. Um, it's, this is on your phone. Authenticate this. Now it's on your computer. Um, things weren't defined. It's like, what in the hell did I just do? Um, and just and, it, and it's real money. Re real money. You can just delete it. Yeah. Goodbye forever. Yeah. And you have to wait. And, and again, just brutal. And I'm not overly technical, so it was just um, a, sh a show of sorts. Um, but after a while, like anything with life, you keep practicing doing it. Um, started to connect dots and enjoyed it after several months. Um, and at the end, you know, he's a huge proponent evangelist. I'm like. 99.9% .9 of people on planet Earth wouldn't go through what we just went through. So that is also a problem that you guys are solving, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we did as kind of um, ramping up to launching our whole entire app was we, we, we developed our own token, uh, GiddyCoin. Um, there's really a lot to be said about launching a token uh, in terms of securities laws, how the SEC sees it, how the CFTC sees it. There's not regulation, so you're, you're, you're flying blind a little bit. You just have to look at how the SEC regulates by, uh, 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 what is it, um, uh, whatever, punishing people based on whatever, whatever rules they currently have. And then, and then you have to look at the problem that we're actually solving. We have a real need to solve some very technical, specific things in crypto. So we, we created a token that has utility within our app, within our ecosystem. And uh, it makes, it makes the, your ability to trade faster, safer, it's more secure, and it helps us do some really interesting things with, with network payments, with gas fees. Um, so we launched a token uh, first. This was, this was we, we knew that we needed to get out the door with this technology, get it tested, get it looked at, and, and get it out the door. So, so we launched this uh, staking DAP, which DAP, D-A-P-P, stands for Decentralized App, um, apps that exist on the blockchain, they're a DAP. So, we made one of these where you could, you could buy some Giddy token, you could stake it, and you can earn some rewards for, for a, a period of a year. There was a ton of people who were really interested in doing this who had never done DeFi before, ever. And so we, 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 you know, we get on Discord, we get on Twitter, make these communities and kind of help people learn. Um, we also have a, a full-time customer support uh, uh, expert. This, this guy is just totally baller. He should be, will be leading a team of 100 someday. But um, we brought him on really early because it just doesn't exist. This help out there for learning people how to uh, learning people how to do DeFi. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few firsts that uh, that Giddy is it has done and will continue to do. One of those, so like your typical decentralized app or DApp, it lives on this website. Um, you you can't if you like look up the who is. It was like bought with Bitcoin by anonymous whoever, and you have no idea who they are, and like they don't dox themselves. 
so and so no way they're having customer service so that I'm pretty sure that we are the first ever decentralized app to offer customer service which is crazy because decentralized apps are the absolute hardest pieces of software to interact with as a consumer and so uh, that's that's like just central to our mission just making it easy for everybody accessible and when you need help there is help and there there's some dApps out there that have like Asynchronous, long—you know—you can send someone an email, and hopefully you'll get something back. This we have—he's full time. You can live chat with him. You can—you can go through your questions. So the, the whole the, what this is driving to is we we sat down a few at at some, at some point. You, I'm sure you remember we spent I don't know how much time hour hour plus, and we got halfway through getting you onboarded into this staking dApp and and hit a hit a roadblock just because that, that's how it works, and and never got back around to it just because it sucks. Like it's really really difficult to do. So I mean you, you have firsthand experience and how much. Is just hard. You sat down with us. We're building this product. We're explaining things, you know, step by step. And still, it's like, it's like trying to get a four-year degree in in like like a couple of weekends. You know, there's everything from the banking side of it, banking transferring to crypto, custodying your crypto, transferring it from one chain to another, swapping it from one token to another, making liquidity tokens with those, staking the liquidity tokens, tracking your rewards, tracking your portfolio, tracking your performance, and then losing all your money. And then losing all your money, and then trying to reverse back out, and then reporting on taxes. Like, it's ridiculous. Literally, people go to college to learn, you know, finance and banking, and, um, and, and for good reason, to learn how to do it right. You, you got to know the rules, you got to know the strategies, you have to know all this stuff from a top to bottom, the mechanical stuff, the soft skills. And, and crypto is like a reflection of that whole entire world built on decentralized technology that allows anybody to play. So you can get in there and you can do things that are just as powerful as the world's most experienced banker. Uh, and if you don't know what you're doing, you're going you're gonna to get bit, but, but the opportunity is there. So I, I kind of think that's why people are looking at this as like, there's something to it, there's something there, I don't understand it, but I have to try. So yeah, and one of those things, that I wish I think is the, one of the craziest things uh, out there is like, so in traditional finance, you've got foreign exchange markets like the dollar to the euro. Those get, that gets traded all the time every single day. But like, how do you make money as a liquidity provider and what does that even mean? Well, it's like someone who puts, puts a bunch of money up, stakes it, and, and allows the trades to happen on that money. Well, what's the minimum buy-in? Yeah, $10 billion. What's the return? You know, 9 or 12%. Like, well, I want to earn that much money, but I don't have $10 billion. That's precisely the power of DeFi. Like, it's, it's illegal in the United States for poor people to get high returns. <laughs> they can't invest in REITs, in private equity, in venture capital, none of that stuff. But DeFi um, just levels the playing field completely. It makes you and me be able to become liquidity providers and get great returns on $1,000, on $50,000, rather than having this huge barrier to entry and certification and all this, all this crap. So that's, that's the, the true power and the essence of DeFi and why what we're building at Giddy is, is just going to make people... Uh, ferocious, rabid hamsters with their phones that can't put it down because <laughs> it's, it's really fun. It's, it's access and it's also um, uh, guidance. Guidance is the wrong word. You, you get to make all your own decisions because it's non-custodial. But we, we, we want to present enough information that all of our users understand this landscape. They understand the risk, the reward, and kind of how to create a strategy for, for long-term uh, yield-bearing crypto. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating to the point where like I was sitting down with you guys and then it was wait 24 hours. Um, that happened time and time again. Um, so if you're impulsive, it's bad, right? Because I wanted to rock and roll and then it's like, no, stop. Um, yeah, it's also have a really cool light paper uh, that explains things very well. And then one of the coolest things that I think you guys have is your glossary. Um, it's big, but you explain what these things mean, you know, the acronyms, the slang, um, and it's a fantastic learning tool. Um, in a paragraph, you guys explain it. If somebody has more curiosity, they can go learn more about it, but it's all kind of right there. When did you guys know that um, that's how you wanted to educate people and that you wanted it to be equitable and fair and a, something that my grandma could do? Well, like right off the bat, it's just hard. Um, and you think about uh, what well, Mark Cuban said that the DeFi is like the early days of the internet right now. So 
you look at some, like, uh, Bill Gates was on David Letterman in 1993 talking about email, and he just got made fun of. He's like, why, would I not, why wouldn't I just write somebody a letter? Why would I want to use my computer to talk to somebody? <laughs> Which sounds crazy now, but at the time, you know, the hive mind in pop culture sided with David Letterman, and Bill Gates was just this weird nerd guy. You know, pe people didn't realize he was going to become the wealthiest person on planet Earth for a time. Um, so that's, that's, that's how it is, and we, we just know that... The, that Yes, there's earning opportunities, but, but people want to know at least why a little bit. Everybody's going to dive in and learn to their tolerance and to their interests, but we want to at least have people understand, like, okay, I'm not, this isn't just a scam. It's, it's, it's high interest because of reasons. Is it just a scam? Yeah. <laughs> there's other things. Yeah, there's They're lots of scammy. stuff. Yeah, Which cactuses is, with snakes in their hands. Lots of other stuff. It, it, and it's a, good, it's a good point, like, just as a, a small Cacti. aside. People look at crypto and they're just like, it's all a scam. There are so many scams in crypto. I'll be the first to say I've experienced them. Like, I've lost money every way that you can in crypto. I know that there's scams. There's crazy amounts of scams in the real world. And banking and fiat and even, even things that are illegal are predatory and might as well be a scam. There's absolutely so much of an unregulated space where, where there's potential to make money, where people are out to get you. Absolutely. Um, there's also these other portions where there are just giants in the finance tech industry geniuses that are sh moving and shaking and they're, they're changing the world in a way that is, is going to be impactful and, ever, and, and long lasting. So just as an aside, it's not just the scam. There's other stuff too. Um, Lots of scammers. So the, the glossary thing, so there's, there's two things I wanted to mention. Number one, it's how I learned. Um, I went and just read glossaries. I read articles. I just, I just, I couldn't put it down. So I was just, I was drinking it in. It's a work in progress. We're, we're adding more stuff. We're going to add more detail. And then the other thing is the way that we've structured our business we are not a custodian of your money. You are the custodian of your crypto, which means you have to make the decisions of where to put it, which means that you need to be informed as to what, what's going on and what's happening. Um, we are not the centralized agency that takes your money and invests on your behalf and gives you some kind of return. Um, it's self-custodied crypto DeFi for real, which means that since we're not your broker, we're not your RIA, we're not making those decisions for you. You, the user, have to be fully informed on what you're doing with your money, where it's happening. Um, one of the things that we did in, in our description of what's happening with your money is we actually have this little section in the app that says, where does the yield come from, right? What is happening? So we'll, we'll, we'll describe what happens with your money, where the, where, where the revenue is generated, kind of how it gets split up so you know what to expect, so you can understand that, like, the risk level. So it's, it's, not, it's not just that we have to, like, fully disclose what we're doing with your money, because we're not doing it. You are. So since, since you're the one who is empowered to make decisions to earn yield on, on the blockchain, we feel like it's our, um, the, the, the absolute best product that we can create is the one where you have all of the information, 100% of it. Yeah, think about like what a, so Robinhood changed the game. Amazing. Like regular people can buy stocks, fractional shares. If Amazon's 1800 bucks, you can still just buy 100 bucks. Um, but as we know, they can shut that gate if they want to and nobody can trade. So what if this, and this is the power that DeFi suggests, Giddy and DeFi both. What if you had a, like a key to unlock the door yourself, to walk right on the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange and wave your hand around with a piece of paper, and I don't know why they do that, by the way. But <laughs> it's all computers now, anyway. And, yeah, and, and make a trade yourself, and then buy and sell, and then walk right out, and then, you know, it's access to the trading floor directly, and we can't stop you from trading, because you have access to your private key, uh, with Giddy, unlike basically any other trading platform that people have heard of or used right the, now. The, the centralized ones right now who are going bankrupt and getting sued, that's exactly the, the, the problem, is that they, they did things with your money um, that they didn't disclose. It was way riskier than it should have been. There, there's already rules against it, but since crypto was this unregulated thing, they kind of took this moment in time to do risky stuff. Um, anyway. Um, I assume the uh, customer service folks get all sorts of questions, right? Um, refined, calculated questions that where you can tell the person knows what they're talking about to like insane questions. Um, I can imagine you get an insane question and if you're that customer support person, you're like, oh boy, this one's gonna take a while. Um, just a quick dashboard look of like, what are, the, what are the types of questions that get asked most often? They've, they've all been pretty good, honestly. I think that part of it is um, the audience that we're, that we're reaching and our, kind of our growth strategy. It'll be kind of narrow for a little bit, and then we'll get more and more broad. So most of the people who know about us are relatively um, experienced in crypto. 
they, they sort of kind of know what they need and they sort of kind of know what question to come and ask. So they've been pretty good, honestly. But our, our, our customer support, um, he's probably got better stories than I can even remember. But he's helped people, you know, every, every step of the way from, you know, with their own bank login to, to like their Coinbase account or their Crypto.com account to the DeFi app to MetaMask to the Chrome browser to Trust Wallet. Like it is broad. That's probably the single most thing, the single biggest thing I could point out is that there's just a, the customer support up until now has been about everything. So when the app comes out and we have people using it, I think it'll get a, a, a quite a bit easier. <laughs> His job will get will get quite a bit better because what we're, we'll have everything you need in one stop. But and, and poor guy, up and for the last few months, um, the only product that we've had live and ready to go has been the decentralized app. <laughs> and yeah. so. He's had to take people from zero to MetaMask, which is a gnarly task, but he's owned it, done really well. So now that the, the native mobile app is out, um, I mean, using that is a thousand times easier. Yeah, I, I hope he's uh, well compensated because uh, I don't envy that job. Um, so just so you know, like if somebody asks, hey, I would like to get into crypto and they're a friend or family, um, right out of the gate I'll say it's not for you. Or I'll say, get, get ready. But now I just say, well, what, just look at Giddy. I think that might be the, the best solution. So is that a viable and good answer? That's exactly, exactly what we're telling people, too. I can't think of a more perfect answer than say, just get Giddy. Because then they're happy and they're using our app. And There's honestly kind of a lot of people that wanted to get into the staking dApp. And we, we did help. We educated a ton of people we helped. But uh, some, a handful got to the point where it's just like, uh, just use the app <laughs> when it comes out. Um, but that is exactly why we built this thing, is that people who know there's something going on, they feel like they might be missing out, they can't access it, all you have to do is download the app. You log in with Google, you set a password, um, you can either transfer crypto that you already own or swipe a credit card, you stake in with one swipe, and you're off to the races. It's secure, it's fast, it's cheaper than everything else, um, and it's, it's going to be the thing that provides pretty much everybody with DeFi access. There's a really sweet, swirly, loading cowboy hat that every time it completes, your money goes up or, or down, but mostly up. <laughs> Very good. Um, you just mentioned gas fees. That's a, a way that um, it, Giddy monetizes, I'd assume, and others. Um, we obviously don't want those to be high, and we also don't want the actual petroleum gas that we put in our cars to be high. I saw something about that recently little marketing. Yeah, gas fees. Honestly, one of the biggest barriers um, to DeFi for quite some time, because some of these other chains are a little newer. The kind of like the OG original DeFi land was ETH mainnet, or like Ethereum, the Ethereum network. And um, it got so crowded so quickly that people were paying up to like 200 bucks just to make one trade. And so it's like, well, what if I only want to invest 200 bucks? Like non-starter, your money is gone. And so like gas fees are a real huge problem in DeFi and have been since the beginning. And, and that's, that's even uh, in, in normal conditions, normal market conditions. When there's like an NFT drop, when there's something exciting going on, you might have heard of some of these in recent history, but there was like six, eight, ten million dollars of gas burnt, just spent attempting to get your transaction on that failed. Once that gas is spent, it's spent. So it's a huge pain point. Um, it's something that a lot of people don't exactly understand. What is it? Why is it necessary? Um, you can run out of gas. Like you can have tons of money on the on the blockchain, but if you run out of gas, you can't get it back. You have to on ramp more fiat money to it. It's just it's a huge hassle. So one of the things that we've built, um, it's it's uh, it's built on top of existing technology um, uh, called the gas station network. It allows us to pay gas in any token, whatever you have in your wallet, as long as there's money there you can pay for gas with that currency. So if it's USDC, if it's stablecoin, if it's a Giddy token, if it's Raft Bitcoin, it doesn't matter what it is, you can pay for gas in that currency. So as long as you have something in your wallet, you will always have gas money. And uh, one of the things that I want to talk about today, uh, we, we've recently come up with kind of a, a fun, uh, fun, it is fun, but like, I think what's going to be kind of a defining feature of the platform as we grow is um, if you use the Giddy token to pay for gas, we will pay those network fees for you. So free gas if you use Giddy Token. So um, what that means is that if you, if you swap into Giddy Token, if you stake into, into a, a contract, if you want to earn some yield, if you use Giddy Token as the input, 
we'll pay that network fee. So um, we're operating on the Polygon network right now, which has lower gas than ETH mainnet. But still, I mean, it's not nothing. If you're doing a lot of trades, a lot of swapping, um, it, it definitely adds up. So kind of a fun thing that we want to announce here, and we'll definitely be talking about it more. We'll do some more ex explain, explaining, but um, free gas if you use Giddy Token. Had to tell my wife I'm on stage. Sorry, she oh. called three times in a row. There you go. Um, all right, so with all markets and all things in life, there's ups and downs. Um, Crypto Web 3, DeFi was in high cotton up until a couple of months ago. A um, little bit of a bear market. Everyone that I talk to in the know isn't overly concerned, right? This is going to happen. Probably happen five more times in the next decade, right? Um, with you guys being in the industry, with the, uh, you know, your livelihood, with teams you're building, uh, what worries you? Markets, regulation, big stuff, small stuff? What worries... Uh Honestly, top of mind is typical stuff when you're building a company. Do, does anyone want the thing we built? Is it good enough? Does it work? Is it buggy? Um, that's definitely something that we talk about. Large a lot. Very large uh, asteroids. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, uh, the you know typical stuff that's top of mind. Which and we have a lot of good things going for us, and I'm pretty confident in that. But probably the single biggest existential threat to the whole crypto ecosystem is is bad regulation. Um, there, you know, depending on who gets to make the rules, we could have uh, rules that create new jobs and create economic growth, or we could have rules that wipe out, you know, tens of billions of dollars of value and, and, and growth. Um, what, what's really encouraging to me is if you, if you look at the bear, the bear cycle that happened at the end of 2017, there's, you know, three-ish years of kind of this down market compared to what's happening right now. Um, the, the beginning of the first bear cycle, there, there, we, we saw the, the seeds of DeFi. There's DeFi, there's NFTs, there's smart contracts, and that's, that's the whole thing behind Ethereum. Ethereum came out in 2015. They had smart contracts, but it took, it took a minute to, to build up the infrastructure and ecosystem. So basically, what happened, in, in my view, um, the, on a macro level, was you had people looking at Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the price came down, and there wasn't a lot of reason to keep looking and to keep buying in, where this, this time around, there's so much more built into it. There's so much more infrastructure. There's so much more money flowing into it. Um, I, think, I think the last couple of years, if I remember right, we went from around six billion invested into Web3 from VCs in, um, in 2020. 2021 was, I think, oh no, back it up. So, so 19 was six billion, and then we had around 20 or 30 billion, and then last year we had around 60 billion. And then if you, you look at the funds that are, are being raised right now, it's just, it's just not stopping. So there's tons of money. There's tons of talent. Um, uh, it, this was, uh, was it Mark Andreessen that, that made this comment about he's, he's looking at where the talent's going? I think it was Andreessen Horowitz that was yeah. talking about this. He's, he's making the point that like, the way that they invest is they look at where the smart, talented people are going. And there's just this huge flood of people going to crypto. Yeah, they're, they're dropping out of Web 2 and they're going over to Web 3. I mean, like, people, it's funny. You hear some people say the smartest people I know and the dumbest people I know all really love Web 3. <laughs> so we're, we're, I'm not sure which, where I fall. But the rest of people at Giddy are all the smartest people that I know for sure. And, and yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Like, so in, and especially in, in a bear market, we see nothing but opportunity. There's, you know, Shopify laid off a thousand people here in, here in Utah. Um, probably that many individuals this year have been laid off. And so there's this amazing opportunity to grab the absolute best talent there is. Prices are down. It's a great time to buy. We, yeah, we, we see nothing but opportunity. And the underlying tech of crypto is, is insane. It's awesome. It's amazing. Like big centralized banks have built their own internal versions of crypto stuff that they're using they may not they might not productize it they might not even share it with other banks but um at the, at the very least they need a ton of talent to build that and so yeah web web3 it's it's just it's just going nothing but like mass adoption business-wise and consumer yeah i think the cycles will get shorter and less intense and and the reasons are all of the infrastructure the talent the money that's being poured into it and the more utility that we start to see the more the rubber meets the road when you can pay for your mortgage and buy McDonald's and pay your friend, pay your lawnmower or whatever uh, with crypto. I think that's when we start to see it really take off, which is uh, something that we support in the Giddy app is uh, the ability to easily send money from one person to another. You can send it to your friend. And while, you're, while your money is chilling, you can just you can go earn, you know, five or six percent. And there's one kind of crazy like Freakonomics kind of thing. Um, Wells Fargo, of all, of all people and entities, uh, did like a crypto research project, big, massive thing. And they, they published this graph that's super interesting that our chief marketing officer, Travis, 
found and showed us. And so it's like as soon as a, an earth, a world changing technology hits 10% adoption in the United States, um, it might take it 60 years, 10 years, 20 years to get there. But once it's there, it takes like five years to reach 50% adoption in the United States. So you look at the automobile, like 1914, 10% um, adoption of US households. But by 1920, like 50%. And then, like, the telephone, the radio. And in 1993, which I think is, I don't know, just kind of a weird coincidence uh, with what Cuban has said and Andreessen and everybody, um, 1993 was the cell phone and the computer, and the internet, sorry. The cell phone and internet were both 10% of U.S. households in 1993. Everybody think back to 93. Um, some of you weren't born. But those of us that were, did you have a cell phone? Did you have a computer? That's like, wow, 93, I don't know. But like by the year 2000, by 98, 99, yeah, half of US, ever, all, of, all of us did, all of us by the year 2000. So, and right now, 2022, guess what percentage adoption crypto has in US households? 10. It's exactly 10%. <laughs> yeah, so, so these next couple of years, these next like three to six years are gonna be nuts. And we, we believe firmly that Giddy is the Model T, Giddy is the Nokia brick phone. Giddy is America Online for DeFi and crypto. Like a lot of that adoption is going to be because of this product we're building. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Number one fan. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I think the die has been cast, and you know, there's thousands of people like you that don't like being told no, and you're going to build it regardless. Um, we're going to open up for uh, questions. In a minute or two, I believe we've got a microphone roaming around. Um, okay, so as you build this, um, it requires a certain type of talent, right? You still inevitably will need sales and marketing and, and the soft stuff, but uh, the technical side is uh, pretty intense. Um, how are you guys building your team? And uh, as brothers, how do you settle your disputes? Yeah, oh, we yeah. did those a long time ago. Hey, I'm, I'm talking I'm here. You got I'm it. I said it first. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> um, I, one, of my, one of my first companies that I started in like 2006 here at BYU is called Parker Planners, and they still sell them in the bookstore. Yay, and at Desiree Book and stuff. Super proud of that. Even though I made like, like, thou, like you know, thousands of dollars off of <laughs> I made, you know, like I'm talking four figures earnings. <laughs> on that company, but um, way back in the day, like more than 10 years ago, um, I was okay at code, Eric was pretty good, and I was like, Eric, we should write this app together, and he's like, oh, sounds fun, and then we had some disagreements, and like, I was an idiot, and like stuff, and so we, we all of our drama is like way behind us. Um, so, and, and it's, you, so you talk about the founding team, we have, we have like six co-founders at Giddy, every single one of us has written code at a reputable company, even me. I don't know. Like, hey. <laughs> um, um, so, like, so we, we're on a foundation of, of hardcore com uh, software and computer engineering, software engineering. And obviously, like, I'm a little bit more on the business side, like, accounting degree and, like, whatever. I've started a couple companies. But we, we have a foundation of, like, hardcore engineers. And that, that's where we started. Yeah. When I think about, you know, the way this company got started, Honestly, I think a lot of it is timing and luck. It's just uh, the planets align. I, I honestly feel like as, as hard as we've worked on this, there's, there's stuff that just happened that's completely out of our control. And sometimes that's just how it works. You feel like you win the lottery, you know? So like maybe you can build a really, really good product at age 20 or 19, like Vitalik Buterin, and, and it, it explodes because of the nature, the virtue of the product, right? I think for the most part, most of us have to grind it for 10 or 12 or more years before you understand well enough how to work with people, how to work with markets, how to do your job, how to build a team. Honestly, I think that's, that's what happened with us, was we were finally at the point where we collectively had enough experience and maturity in our careers, uh, personally, uh, in, in our family lives, that we could, that we, we could really go full blast, 100% on, uh, on a project, and um, just, just give it everything we got, and also depend on our network and friends and, and, and luck in the universe or whatever. Um, so the, the other thing I'll say about that is uh, just yesterday in our, in our company meeting, we were talking about going live with our beta. We're so excited to get it in everyone's hands. And I wanted to give everybody a chance to talk about something they had built, that they were proud of, that maybe you didn't know about, uh, something new they experienced, whatever. And uh, about a quarter of the way through, someone piped in. And, was like, and, and by the way, in case you didn't know this, I didn't know anything about crypto before I joined this company. And I joined, I just kind of learned it. And then every single person after that was just like, oh, by the way, yeah, I didn't know anything either. 
And then, and I realized that I kind of made the comment that like, yeah, every single one of these people that we interviewed, they said, I don't know crypto and I don't know that framework and I don't know this or that. And I was like, I don't care. I, I, I know that you've, you've, you've grinded and earned your place in, in the industry and your career. Just come learn it. Um, because that's what happened to me. I, I learned crypto in a handful of months, wrote tons of code, couldn't put it down um, to the point where it was probably not good for my health. Uh, and and uh, we, we've brought people on board who are passionate about doing cool stuff. They're passionate about like the, the freedom that, that crypto provides philosophically on the tech side, all of, the, all of these different things. So you don't have to be a pro. They, they kind of don't exist. This whole market is so brand new that if you're interested at all, start learning and you're gonna be ahead of 90% of the people. So we brought in people that are experienced, they're hard workers, they're easy to work with. Our culture is just awesome. Um, really, really good com camaraderie. We all work our butts off and, um, and we're all learning crypto together because no one knows it. So um, we're ahead of the curve just because we've done it for a year. And I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, and like, man, you talk to anybody that works at Giddy, and um, I mean, and they could just be lying, but I don't think they are. When they say, this is my favorite job I've ever had. I like coming into work. I like coming into work, and that has definitely not been the case at other places I've been. But we, we have, it's just crazy. We, we've, we've found these people that, um, and you know, our values are not set in stone or whatever, but we have, I, I printed out some meme posters in a really gaudy gold frame and like hung them on the wall in the sweat box, our first tiny office. And uh, <laughs> without realizing, the office got pinned to 88 degrees in the summer. No so, windows. Hence, sweat box. Yeah. <laughs> so without without realizing it at the time, we uh, we kind of like, I, you know, I just thought the memes were funny and very obscure, but they kind of embody like ship. That's that's number one. Everybody here, we ship every day. We get we get stuff done. We sh we get it out. And then it's like, be humble, be kind, get stoked. And like, if you come in the office, maybe a month a month from now, we'll have them up and everything, but. But um, those, are, those are sort of like, it's more of like defining our values after the fact, not before. It's like, well, what is this, what is this group of people embody? And everybody's like that. Everybody ships. Everybody is kind at Giddy. Um, there's space for diverse like, opinions and, and all kinds of stuff. And, and, there's, and everyone is, um, is, is humble. They say, I don't know, which is really important to be able to say. And then, and then yeah, we, we all have passion to get excited. There's, there's some Easter eggs inside the mobile app that you'll, you guys will have to poke around and tap on things and try to find. But I think that's evidence of when, it, when engineers having fun, they build something, and then they, they make it work, they make it fast, they make it pretty, and then they make it fun. Um, and that's, that's what you'll find. I, when, when software is actually fun to use, you can, you can know that the other boxes have been checked. Um, and that's, that's, that's what makes part of our culture and everything we're doing really, really, really special up to this point. And we're going to try hard as hell to keep it that way. Yeah, that's great. You guys are clearly enjoying it. Um, questions? Raise your hand and we'll bring a microphone to you. How's it going? Um, coming from a CFI exchange that didn't, uh, you know, there's always this elephant in the room where they didn't know, um, like, with this belief in, in blockchain, uh, you feel like eventually everything will be decentralized and and, and whatnot. Um, and it was always kind of this underlying thing, like, oh, you know, our, how far is this going to go? Are our jobs secure and whatnot? Um, how do you, as you guys help facilitate our you know, traditional CFI world to DeFi, how do you teeter between how decentralized you should be and how centralized you should be, if that makes sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think there's a couple different discussions to have on this topic. Um, you have a spectrum of people who range from complete anarchy to, um, you know, to the other side. Yeah. And um, I think what's, what's inevitably gonna happen is you find a balance. And this is, this is pretty much the answer to most things is, it depends, how do you find balance? So the, the parts of decentralization that really matter are how you scale a system, like the, the Ethereum network. Um, I think there's over 6,000 nodes. Each node is like multiple computers. It's really secure. It's really scalable. It's always up. Um, you can build things into that system that make it secure and scalable and, and really good to use. So that level of decentralization, it's always going to be there. Um, if, you, if you define self-custody, self-ownership of your crypto funds as decentralized, I think personally, I think that's one of the most important things you can do. I think the individuals have to have complete control, they have to have complete ownership, 
but there's trade-offs. If you lose your private key because you stuck it on a sticky note and you, you know, moved, um, it's gone. If you texted it to yourself, if it's in your email, if it's in your iCloud and that gets hacked, boom, money gone. So where our level of centralization comes into that is that we've, we've developed technology to help you custody and recover your private key. So I, I view that as building towards decentralization. Some people might view that as a centralized group trying to make centralized things. What, what really what it is is technology that's extensible, that scales well, that allows you to have control, that brings things more to the decentralized uh, arena. And then the, there's the other part where we live in a country, we have a government, like we're gonna be paying taxes, I, most likely until an uh, asteroid hits or something. Um, that, back, back to the asteroids. Back to the asteroids, yeah. full know something circle. That we don't? I would like to talk to you more about asteroids today. <laughs> um, so I think there has to be a balance, and I think that we're gonna find more of that balance as we continue to develop. Um, when catastrophes happen and the market dumps, we, w we want more guarantees and more safety. When things are going crazy, we want more you know, flexibility and freedom. Um, we're gonna find a balance, and we're, our, our philosophy on that is precisely that. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna follow wherever that leads us. W whatever our users want, we'll try, to, we'll try to make that happen. But you have to control your, your destiny, you have to control your funds, and it has to be scalable and secure. And what everything that we're, that we're built on has to be a solid foundation of cryptography, mathematics, academics, and practical experience of how to make this usable. Yeah, so the, the hard line in the sand, with the, are you custodial or not, is do you have your private key? And with Giddy, the answer is yes. So that's really fun. But we live in the real world. You have a mobile phone. It's an Android or an iPhone. We have to, we have to meet people where they are, which is in the app stores. They have Facebook, Google, Twitter logins. We want to meet people at that point, too. So we want to make it as easy as possible. But when it comes down to it, you have your private key. So it's, you could call it Web 2.5 if you want to. But um, Giddy is definitely the most pure and accessible version of a non-custodial crypto experience that exists today. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, guys. I just want to say great presentation. And I do want to hear more about the asteroids. So oh, yeah. if we could circle back mm -hmm. to that. Um, it's about time we got some pictures from I that know, telescope. Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, what I, I'm not sure if you touched on it already. What does your on and off ramp solutions look like within Giddy? That's kind of what I want to know. Oh, man. So there's long term and short term. Long term and short term. <laughs> long term and short term. Uh, very short term. We're going to bring on uh, a PSP partner. Uh, you have MoonPay, Ramp, Transact. Um, Coinbase is working on something actually. Um, and then in the, in the long term, we want to build that all natively in the company, in the app. Um, what we're finding is that it is uh, it's a mess. It is a mess. If you go right now and try to build your own on ramp. Um, hard. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we've been doing this for months. There's tons of regulation. There's tons of uncertainty in regulation. There's a lot of stuff that we do know and don't know. Um, there's banking partners that are this friendly or that friendly uh, with, with, with crypto. The technology part of it, scaling it, supporting it, having all these error states, settling accounts. It's very, very difficult to do. So we are building it in-house. I think before well, maybe I won't put a date on it. It's soon. <laughs> that, that's one, what, yeah, it's, yeah. Short, short term, some kind of partner. Because you, you hop on yeah. like MetaMask, you've got MoonPay, Transact, whatever. So short term, some kind of partner. Long term, we, we, uh, I mean, we're crazy about user experience. Long term, we, we need it to be the easiest fiat on and off ramp there is on planet Earth. And that's definitely what we're going to be building. Think, think about um, uh, you know, paying your friend for your share of the pizza or whatever. Um, you give them 12 bucks in the Giddy app and they immediately send it to their bank, right? An off-ramp that's in the app that's that close to peer-to-peer -to -peer transactions, that's, that's the kind of ease of use and utility that we're looking for. So that's the vision. That's, yeah, that's high-quality pizza, too. High-quality. is 12 bucks. Just your portion of the pizza, $12. And the what? You gotta eat and the good asteroid. food if the world's gonna yeah. end. Yeah. So, so that's the kind of utility that we're looking for, and that's how close we have to get to those rails. The other part of it is that we want to make it as cheap as possible. And right now, there's three or four middlemen that are all taking their cut. That's why it's expensive. But we want to make it just a no-brainer, as cheap as possible, direct in and out of your bank. So we're working on it. They're short-term, long-term, but it's a huge, huge, huge part of this platform. Yeah, I was just kind of curious about how you vet and find valid option uses for the Giddy coin and how you convey that security to coin holders. Because ultimately, it's an investment, and you don't want people to come back and say, I got scammed on Giddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first off, um, like we're not inviting everybody to buy Giddycoin. Not at all. 
Uh, it's all about the existing DeFi opportunities that are out there that are inaccessible. So in case that wasn't super clear, we're all about like, like hey, we're going to list some stuff that we've vetted um, that's already out there. That's like, a, like, like, for example, earning some money on like USDC stablecoin. That's probably one of the least risky things in DeFi, but it's very inaccessible for all the reasons that we outlined. So there's, there's that distinction. And then... Yeah, so in the app, you can either use USDC token or Giddy token to stake into uh, protocols, um, which means that if you don't want to touch Giddy token, you really don't have to. But the way that we've built it, you can, um, uh, you know, you, you can use it to create some efficiency in this process, which is why we're going to pay for that gas if you do use Giddy token. Um, and then on the protocols that we put into the app, um, so, so we're not an RIA, we're not a broker, we're not like this is financial advice, but what we do is we look at the team behind a protocol, we look at their operating history, we look at um, are, they, are they anonymous, are they not, is their code audited, is it not, have they had hacks in the past, what's their total liquidity, what chains are they on, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of information that I personally put together whenever I make a choice that we're going to be surfacing to you and we're partnering with, uh, there's a group out there called DeFi Safety. They do audits, they do all these scores about um, you know, how good, generally speaking, a protocol is. So um, we do a huge amount of work before we integrate with a, with a protocol. Um, we're looking for blue chips, we're looking for, you know, like for example, there's like this index between Ethereum and Bitcoin, and you can, earn some, you can earn some yield on that. So most people, they just want exposure to Bitcoin, plus 3% yield, I mean, that's, that's that, great, sign me up, right? So um, we definitely take a lot of painstaking efforts to uh, look at protocols before we integrate, but when it comes down to it, ultimately the users are the ones that are, who are responsible for making the choices of where they stake into and how. So we, we present all of the information that we gain, that, that, that we uh, create and gather when we integrate and, and, and forward it to you guys. So we're doing our absolute best to make sure that it is stable, that it is relatively scalable and safe, but ultimately it's self-custodied DeFi. Like, you're the one making the decision, so it's, it's completely up to you. So we just want to help you make the best decisions possible. Yeah, so, uh, and I guess you, you just said like something about security and safety and stuff. And that, that's actually probably our most, one of our most valuable innovations that we've made this last year is the ability to secure your private key in a very unique way that's, that's proprietary to us. And we like we split it up in a few different places. It's like it's like trying to kill Voldemort, you know. If it, and and even if somebody were to get all your shares of your private key, they've only got one of our users, and you know, good luck. So that, so we are your private key is super secure, yet at the same time accessible to you if you want it, which makes us non-custodial. But most importantly, um, it never like the your private key. And when you when you transact, it gets composed. You make a transaction, it gets split up again, and like and it's basically virtually impossible to like grab all the pieces and put them back together. So that uh, the security is at the forefront of what we're doing and really foundational to the app that we built. All right, very cool. So Giddy, going to the moon unless hit by an asteroid. Um, thank you, guys. This has been fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank it. you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Awesome.